Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your film franch- favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, howdy, hey, everybody. And the following events are a real documentary sound recording of two brothers who have just watched a movie. Yes, this has all actually happened. We have watched what we are going to be describing. You found this footage. You found this recording. audio. You found this audio. <laughs> it, it, yeah, find, imagine that you found it on a cassette or something. Yeah. And you're playing it back. Even though it's 2009, you wouldn't even use a cassette. You wouldn't even maybe even use a fucking disc. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh, Hell House, LLC. Mm-hmm. A request, uh, extra life request by... Uh, uh, Frederick or one mental knight. Ah, yeah. Requested this. Uh, so yeah, if you want to get in on that, you you can. I should actually just start adding in the link on yeah, that if I was a better be a idea. podcast boy. But uh, um, but yeah, feel free. This was uh, yeah, a request is released in 2015, um, like worldwide. Though it's super independent, so it's like you know. Good dates and all that. Yeah. You know how it is in that. It was like in the, if you were in Telluride, you got it early. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. And uh, according to the credits, written and all kinds of things by one Stephen Cognetti, and like the credits were just like a Cognetti family reunion. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's, it's like, yeah, you got this is super, super independent. Uh, it's our first foray into found footage. Yeah. Find and, find and found footage movies. Well, being told to watch a found footage movie. Yeah, asked. being shown, given the tapes as it were. <laughs> yeah. We, he sent fucking, us the link. Yeah, Mental Knight sat down. We were talking about this, and then he just handed us a big bag full of tapes. He just handed us a link. <laughs> and it was like, please, please listen to this. <laughs> and like, okay. All right. Well, sure. That's that's not a difficult thing to do. And then it was turns out he was discording from inside the house. <laughs> oh man. Oh, good yeah. times. Good times. Uh, and off off the top, this was our first time uh, ever hearing about. No, or... no idea that this existed. Had no fucking idea about any of this. No, I thought he was trying to pitch me on a business. For sure. <laughs> like, if you ever to Hell House LLC, I was like, "Do you want me to invest? What's your pitch?" Is this a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> <laughs> then he sat me down, and it was like a timeshare meeting. That was the horror. <laughs> the horror of a time being stuck in a timeshare meeting and not being able to escape. <laughs> Hell House LLC. First, it had slides. <laughs> and then speakers. And then, oh, man. Thankfully, there were stale donuts and cold coffee. <laughs> An awkward conversation. The horror. Oh, man. Yeah. In, in a conference room, no one can hear you yawn. <laughs> no one can get out. Uh, uh, there we go. That's our pitch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I really liked this. Yeah, movie. this is great. I I had uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. It was uh, I got you know normally when we watch a lot of horror movies I don't feel anything. This one, it got to me. Yeah, yeah. I think normally though because it's just 
because of the stuff that we watch. I'm just thoroughly desensitized. But this did so much with so little. Well, it builds great atmosphere. It builds... Uh, it has... I, I think the actors go such a long way because they feel so real. They feel like real people who have a real camaraderie. None of it mm -hmm. feels totally stilted because I feel like a lot of horror times it can... You know, they feel actory. Because, you know, there are people who have to die at some point, so, they, you know. It... Well, and it's not like you got, like, you know, tropes as, you know, walking tropes that are just there to get got. Yeah. Which is what is so often the case. Yeah, it's refreshing, because it does feel like something awful happened to this group of people, and then subsequently a, bunch, a few other people, uh... Oh man, yeah, this was a this was a treat. I, I I will probably watch this again. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, this is uh this is one that I will uh probably unearth every October as like a a real mm -hmm. you know, real moment. And I think the the best part for me was that it was free on YouTube. <laughs> I know that is oh man, you have mm. no idea how much that just makes it so much better. That's like yeah, a one-two punch of like being awesome, where it's like a good movie, and then it's totally free. And then it was also, it was like 90 minutes free with ads, <laughs> and I was like, I got ad blocker YouTube. <laughs> it's fucking, ha, someone, when is the horror of my whole house? <laughs> I'll see. So, somewhat, yeah, the, the horror is a limited liability corporation. <laughs> corporate, you piercing the corporate veil is the true horror. Um, yeah, that's that's how you get me to read your like. It's like, oh man, you can watch it for free. I'm like, okay, it's ninety <laughs> minutes. Hell oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I'll, like a lot of tension. It's it it definitely you know. It it it's low budget, but it doesn't feel it, which is a is a good thing. I yeah. think because of the found footage, a lot of the times. I find found footage movies to just be contrived. Yeah, well, they they also have a lot of the same, like they're also playing a lot of the same tropes mm -hmm. and trying to do this or that. What I like about this is that the horror is very subtle. There isn't. Yes. It's it's a modest. It's a, like the. It has supernatural elements, but they're not explosively supernatural and i really really like that they are well, things it's... that are really fucking creepy that mm -hmm. really like <laughs> put you in a state of suspense but they're not over like there's some overdone moments and then there's some undercooked moments but overall it is so oh man well, i like that there are so many scenes where they like set something up like like you, they set up the scares, and then when they happen, mm. you know, and it's just a movie that keeps building and building and building this tension. And like, I don't know, it's hard to, com you know, you're you're often gonna probably hear this compared with like a Blair Witch or a Paranormal Activity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I really don't like Paranormal Activity. I've never seen it. I never saw. The, I don't know even. I assume there's some sort of ghosts about in Paranormal Activity. It's technically a demon, but that's like later on. Um, okay. I don't know. At some point, we'll probably crack them because it's just uh, that's it's the same kind of idea though, because it's just a movie that was made for very little, 
that tries to use less is more. Mm-hmm. But for me, like the thing with paranormal activity is like nothing happens. Um, yeah. Like it's just like this lady gets up out of bed and then she stares at the bed and then she goes outside <laughs> and then the door opens and then it closes and then it closes Dad. and then it opens again and then, and it, then closes. it closes slowly. And I'm like the horror. I'm like, yeah, man. They got a draft. <laughs> they need to fix that. My favorite part of that movie, though, is it's this girl and then her boyfriend or, like, husband or whatever. It's been a minute. Micah. Uh-huh. And uh, at the beginning, they, they have this guy who's, like, uh, I don't know, some purveyor of bullshit. He's, like, a paranormal specialist. Okay. And he gives them a checklist of all the things that they probably shouldn't do if they feel that they're haunted. And Micah sits there, listens, takes his advice, and disregards every <laughs> last piece of it systematically. It's just like, well, definitely don't record it. That'll piss the ghost off. And he's like, record it. Mm-hmm. Check. Don't Gotta get a Ouija board. It's like, Ouija board, check. And then, at one point, my favorite part is when Micah tries to get the ghosts to come at him and fight him. (laughs) Come at me, bro. No, he does. He charges out, like, come on, you afraid of me? And I was like, it's a fucking ghost. You know, you're, kind of, you... you're kind of selling me on this movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I think it'll be fun. Like, I think it would be a great time. And then I've seen one of the sequels, and I'm just sitting here completely unfazed. And I look over, and my roommates are, like, fucking quaking in fear. And I'm just like, he just – they just turned the, the hot tub hotter. It's not even like it burned him to death. It just made it really warm. That's oh, not... so I didn't, like – boil or nothing it was just like oh that one he's like oh that's hotter than i expected and i was <laughs> my like my balls my balls this, this like, goes to scorching my balls i was like this is truly the work of the devil <laughs> oh man yeah we should watch that yeah uh donate 30 dollars and we'll watch paranormal <laughs> activity oh man and uh yeah because that movie oh man i just sat and then it ended, and I was like, yeah, man, wow. That made money, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, but this movie's way better. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Blair Witch. Uh, I Dayton likes Blair Witch. I'm, I'm not. I'm I like a lot home. of I like the about lore. Blair Witch. Yeah. Okay. I, I like, like, that movie does a lot with uh, lore and world building mm-hmm. in, a, in a big way. And then it ends really well. I just found myself being largely bored until the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I also, I don't know, maybe maybe if I watch it now, it'll be different. Because I watched it around when it came out, and I was, what, maybe 11 years old? <laughs> yeah, it might have had a different effect then. No, I think that that one has a really good atmosphere and a lot of, you know, there's, it's also one that I would like to revisit because it's been forever. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think we should do that at some point. Just, just knock out all the Blair Witches because all three of them. I haven't seen the new one. There's three um, of them. Yeah, they remade it, or they did a reboot. Huh. In like 2018. Really. That's yeah. Well, because it made money a long time ago, so they're like, bring it back. It's kind of like what they did with the Exorcist. Okay. There's a new Exorcist. Is there? With Ellen Burstyn. Okay. Well. Yeah, it's called Exorcist Believer. All right. Well. I, uh, yeah. 
I, I didn't know about it either. Apparently, it was the highest grossing movie of this last weekend. That's going to really date when we recorded this. <laughs> no shit. But no, that, well, that's cool. Right on. Um, <clears throat> well, how hard is it to get Linda Blair to show up to your movie? I don't know. Ask politely. And then, mm. you know, also have a paycheck. <laughs> I got money. <laughs> you know. But yeah, you want to just uh, dive right in yeah. with our... Uh, what and what starts out with us being told that this is a documentary mm-hmm. about an unexplained event in 2009. Yeah. So this um, is a documentary, I would believe, set 2015, right? Yeah. And uh, I actually really liked this first part because they really nailed hokey true crime documentary. Yes, they did. And the actors <laughs> that they get to be... <clears throat> excuse me. The actors that they play, who play like the... I'm going to call them the experts. And then yeah. the, also like the main cast, as mentioned before, like the experts are so good because they feel like people, like you said, in a true crime documentary, especially like uh, well, the, the photographer guy, the beard guy and photographer uh, guy, both, especially like if you've watched any number of those like true crime stuff, even unsolved mysteries, like there are totally people like that who are you know, so who know everything about this case. And then of course, as a documentary, it gives us the, all the information and bits and pieces. Yeah. It's just like, um, in October 8th, 2009, which was one day after my 21st birthday. Yeah. Uh, at an old abandoned hotel in Abaddon, New York. Yeah. Next to Baselbub, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, fucking what a what a place to fucking for how how inviting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I was like, huh. Yeah, it's so a they, on they the would, nose, but I was right. like they went to Abaddon, New York. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Uh yeah. Fifteen people died in mysterious circumstances. Yes, in an un what the police or emergency services would it call an unknown malfunction. That is what uh, the police and emergency services also say what happened to 24-7 Glenn, a nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> he had an unknown malfunction. It was a gas a, leak. An unknown malfunction. Yeah. Yeah. It was a gas leak and all his blood came out. Yeah. Liquefied him instantly. Got to watch out for he left natural the, gas. He left the microwave open and, oh God. Um, Yeah, and we have our, our different talking heads kind of talking about you know what could have happened and the speculation mm-hmm. and uh so like one of the things that it it has um early on is a video that was uploaded on youtube yes. they said before the cops that could get to it yeah so it's like people who are just record as everybody did in the early youtube boom like oh we're gonna fucking record when we're going out and doing something like going to a haunted house and well so yeah huh i i I got a couple of I got a couple of notes about this. Uh, it's a bit too uh, filmy. Well, it looks really nice. I didn't know they like this guy really went all out in two thousand nine for his HD camera. Oh yeah, he's a film school student. I was like, Jesus, that must have cost him a lot. Like a lot. Um, the other thing is, are you aware of an event called the Station Nightclub Fire? No. Okay, so in two thousand three. There's a nightclub called The Station and a band called Great White played. 
and they set off pyrotechnics and um it caught fire and due to a, a variety of, of factors a lot of people died in that nightclub mm. but there was a guy from the local news who was recording the event and this whole video is actually out on youtube and so it starts with him like going into the bar watching it the band starts the fire starts and him escaping and then it catches the crowd crush because Ooh. there was only one exit and the panic that ensues. It's one of the scariest real life videos you can ever watch yeah. on YouTube. And this video I felt really captured. That was the. Well, yeah, it has that. That's one of the things I liked about it is <clears throat> we get that. It builds that mystery so perfectly at the beginning. It it uh, so to get more into it. So you got these uh, this. I guess it's a couple, right? We'd say it's yeah. a couple, and they're just going through this. Uh, what well, pretty standard haunted house at first. Like it's pretty. Well, you know, it's pretty hokey. Yeah, it's pretty. You know, like I said, it's fucking. You got your usual bips and bobs in this in this fucking place. At one point, a fucking clown runs by them. Yeah, and, and they're like, oh, it must have been the first night. Yeah, like, most people, like, oh, that's unusual. And you're like, oh, that's pretty, uh, whatever. And then at a later point, uh, you, they get to, uh, <laughs> they see a girl run up uh, the stairwell. And then they're like, oh, the, his girlfriend's like, well, that's unusual. And he's like, oh, it must be, I don't fucking know. And you just, yeah. in the background, you hear all of this screaming. And it's like, it's almost far beyond what is a normal amount of screaming it's, already. Well, yeah, it's too good. Yeah. Um, and this yeah, is the first, there There was a first group, right? And this is like the yeah. second group? This is like, yeah, this is like towards the middle part of the batch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as they go through, like they go through a kitchen, they go through like, oh, this is a bathroom that looks kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. Here's a, a spider in a strobe room. Every haunted house has to have a room that gives you an epileptic seizure. Absolutely. That's part that's of the horror. Just, the horror is flailing. <laughs> yeah. The convulsions are the terror. Mm-hmm. And they get to the bar with the haunted barkeep mm-hmm. guy. And he's just yelling at him. Well, because he, he's part of the act. Like, what do you want? It's yeah. the haunted bar. Get the bar. fuck out of here. I think he, like, breaks a glass or something. But, like, yeah. Was that guy an actor? I like, think I don't so. Feel I, think like... he was, I think he was an actor. Because well, they just never went into that one. They don't have it. They don't talk about all of the actors because I think that there were more actors than just because we get associated with at least two, three, three essentially. But we don't get a lot on the blonde girl. But two mainly the the girl and the, who's sacrificed and the clown boy. We'll get into more Joey. We'll get into more poor poor Joey. I get, yeah, there's some confusing stuff with Joey, but yes, we will get forward. Well, yeah, and. Uh... And that's when, like, things start to go wrong because they go down the, the basement. They get to the and, basement, and as they, like, just pull up onto the basement, people are already starting to just try and get the fuck out. They are trying to get out as quickly as possible. Something has gone extraordinarily wrong in the basement. Yeah, and, and that's what actually gives me the, the, the station mm-hmm. fire vibes is just this rush of people trying to get out. Mm-hmm. Well, and you and, don't know what's going on. Like, there's just, yeah. just this horrendous screaming, and people are just trying to get out as fast as possible. And, and oh man, and, 
Yeah. As they're as they are all running, like they go th- past the kitchen part, and one of the the racks yeah. like falls on somebody. Yeah, like he the gets, girlfriend gets knocked over. He gets knocked over too, but they get themselves up. And, and basically, one of the one of the operators of the haunted house. We'll find out more in him later. He has a camera thing on his head. He has a walkie-talkie. He's trying to get people out through the exit. He's screaming at them, you know, because something's not right. Something has not gone right here. And as the couple get to the outside, fire trucks are already there. Police are rolling up. Yeah, and and they're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And, yeah, that's, like I said, that was to me, like. Yeah, that gets the, wanna... that, you, you remember, like, I know it's like, it's that's the same feeling that I got from the zombies in World War Z. Like that, just the intense, like, crowd rush like these people are trying to eat people, mind you, but that, you know, it's that feeling, well, you know, just just knowing what I know, it wouldn't surprise me if that nightclub fire video inspired this video. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch them, they have a lot of similarities. I don't really recommend that anybody watch the station nightclub fire video. Yeah, it is fucking horrifying and like knowing what i know about like disasters it felt very real like that rush of crowd Mm. like that crowd rush and not knowing like you know how to get all the people out well yeah that's why it's always you need to have more than one exit (laughs) you need to have an easy flow of people to get out yeah i was i was like man they only have one exit in this hotel you gotta get well that's crazy because he says that there's another one down that other long tunnel yeah but we don't well we don't see that shot Nobody, there's nobody has video of that perspective, I guess. Well, yeah, like in in most of the time in these kinds of disasters, like people just go to where they came in. Mm-hmm. That's why they always like in airplanes, they really try to let you know uh, about the side, like the overwings and the back. Yeah, because people's first instinct is to escape the way that they came into a building. Mm-hmm. Well, just, yeah, it's only, it's only natural. Yeah, but that's why like a lot like you know illumination and, and safety and all that oh, like yeah. yeah at first i thought it was like a fire like because mm-hmm. you have no idea what's going on and a fire is really simple uh, yeah explanation well that's that's also that's very that's something that's realistic you know like something something catches fire in the basement there's a ton of screaming and you know this place is apparently massive even though on the on the outside it doesn't look fucking that big it's um, a tardis yeah it really is uh, but no, that is a very realistic, like scary thing. But there's no, obviously, no smoke. But oh man, that that was one of those things that made me like one of those realistic, horrifying scenarios, like you said, really got to me and was very effective. And also building like, what the fuck happened here? Oh yeah, thing. and like, and I love I seeing how that they how they piece together. That's something else. I love that kind of storytelling where we get to where we're trying to piece together this event, especially at the, you know, how they're setting things up. I really love that. Cause we also see that there's a nine one one call, I oh, guess yeah. from the basement that also felt very real. The night. Yeah. And just like, she doesn't even like the nine one one call doesn't know what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. either, but just to send someone. Yeah. Send police. Cause something, something is going on. Cause the lady doesn't explain. And I think she dies. Um, yeah like yeah and i think that's one of the brilliant parts of this as a found footage movie is mm -hmm. that instead of like ratcheting up from the beginning it kind of starts you out it's a slow burn 
Well, it's a slow burn, but it gives you something to get your hooks in. Yeah. Gives you like, like that. This is, gives you that this is where we're fucking front. going. Yeah. Yeah. We're going here. This is what, and you know, this is what's going to happen. Mm. And try to figure out if you can what the fuck even happened here. As opposed to something like a, you know, it's hard, like I said, hard to not compare it, but something like a Blair Witch or mm. something like that, where, you know, having that kind of narrative device of the the documentary, mm. I feel gives it a lot of. Yeah, it know. gives it a lot, a lot more traction and it makes it a lot more interesting. Well, another thing that I like about it, too, is because it's trying to explain it's trying to cover something that happened just in one event. So you get to have all these. You get to see all the pieces, all the people and where they were and how it all kind of connects. Like, we'll see who's the lady running up the stairs, who's the clown, you know, and even people in the crowd at the beginning you see later, like trying to exit and just um, that kind yeah. of how it tells that kind of story. Really well done. I, I cannot uh, I applaud the filmmaker on his work. Yeah, and even the the fake news footage mm-hmm. looks dead on with the guy like I was just waiting in line, and then I saw all the people running. I don't even know. Yeah, like, I have no idea. Yeah, that all felt just very real, and it's very, very, very good. Yes. Yeah, as as someone who spends a lot of free time watching this kind of true crime schlock, they fucking nailed it. Yeah, it looked, got it down. Like there is like a dozen shows on true TV right now mm-hmm. that nail this fucking well, I mean vibe. I mean how how long for since like the 80s there's been shows like this so yeah but like still it's not I don't see a lot of movies that do that and <laughs> nail it as effectively no and have such an interesting interesting premise I, I really uh yeah I can't say enough good things about how this story is told like I said there are some undercooked elements i feel like but overall very very well done yeah and um yeah and this is where we get more like you know the, the cop said it was a gas leak mm-hmm. but that i mean that's bullshit that's the 911 call yeah, that's, came out and that's from the guy who's the photographer he said he did that uh, at one point he broke in and took a bunch of pictures and he was like i got to the basement and i didn't even i said fuck that and he just held down his camera and just like Snapped a few shots and then he got the fuck out of there. Good and, call. Yeah, that's smart. Smart move. Don't go down there. Hey, here's but, the thing: when there's a spooky basement, leave the fuck alone. You know, when there's a big spooky evil hotel, just mm-hmm. fucking let it be. Yeah, unless you have like a mob, like 350 people, you know, and you're all organized to kind of deal with this specifically. You know, you're gonna tear it down, so, sort of thing. Sure, fine. We can roll with that. But uh, you got, like, three people? Nah. Nah, dog. Not even going to sleep there. I'll sleep outside. But, yeah, it's like the basement stairs. And the... Isn't there, like, blood? Yeah, there's it? blood on the walls. There's blood on the... And we see the origin of all of those little touches, you know? And, yeah, very interesting stuff. Yeah, it's just like, nope, nobody's even got in and tried to clean up the crime scheme. They're just like, fuck it, leave this place alone. Leave it alone. We won't even burn it. We'll just tell people to leave it alone. Yeah, it's just an old condemned thing. I do have a a sort of theory Mm. uh, about all of this and, like, why it is Mm. in, like, my my own kind of headcanon. But we'll get to that a little bit later. I feel like for the episode, we'll we'll wait. (laughs) 
Yeah, we'll build tension to your. To your theory. We're gonna ratchet up for ratchet our found up the footage for found audio. <laughs> yeah, we'll slowly be haunted. If we were more talented, we would just splice this audio up and just you know. Yeah. We're not gonna do that though. No. 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 You you found this audio, so you can you can listen to it as is. We're documenting mm-hmm. our experience. Um. So yeah, then the the documenter documentarian mm. uh, finds, Diana is her yep, name finds one of the uh, survivors one of the staff uh, well, one of the staff contacts her yeah because this lady has been missing since the incident and this is something that happened five years ago and when her name is Sarah and she shows up and she seems very timid very like traumatized still and well, yeah she she's just like you know it's all here on the tapes and well, like, yeah, well, she pulls get... out this big ass bag, this black bag of this fucking trash tapes. bag. Of yeah, just tapes. Fuck, yeah, just like Jesus, where are you hiding that? Because Diana asks, like, where have you been all this time? Where, why haven't you contacted the police? And she's in a better place. Yeah, she's in a better place, hanging out with her with parents. family. Yeah, which uh, is not a subtle hit. Uh, I kind of figured it out on the on the nose there, but uh, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll roll with it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Suspense. nobody ever, nobody ever describes themselves as being in a better place unless they're dead. <laughs> Sarah's in a better place. Leave her alone. Yeah. <laughs> She's just traumatized like, by whatever the fuck happened. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she's a, uh, you know, what what happened? You know, what was all caught on camera? Mm-hmm. Blood and all. Blood and all. Yep. Uh, yeah, she has those, and so, like she got to him before the cops did because they documented everything. Mm, yeah, because this was the Hell House LLC in question was apparently a company run by this guy named Alex, who was Sarah's boyfriend. Her boyfriend, yeah. And they made haunted houses, and apparently in New York City, they fucking ran a bunch of haunted houses for a good long time. But now there are quote unquote. I don't know if they say this in the film, but they're like expanding out, let's say, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, and going to this town, Abaddon, New York, to set up, you know, this new haunted house. So, so, yeah, that's actually something like, I think they're broke as shit. They are. This was this yeah. is something that they, they <laughs> can't, because th- this movie's trimmed down a lot, and I believe that, like, there's a director's cut. We didn't get to watch that. Um, probably will someday. I'll probably seek it out. But apparently, there was a whole little subplot that there—that was the reason that they're even there. That their company just tanked, and Alex well, made bad investments or some such. Yeah, two thousand eight financial crisis. I think was kind of the cover. Yeah, um, that he made some like bad that. investments, yeah. and the the place was broke. Which they actually, to to the movie's credit. I kind of pieced it together anyway before I looked yeah. it up. Yeah, I found it on Reddit. The yeah. guy, the the director, he did uh, an Stephen Cognetti. Yeah. yeah, and he he basically laid it out. He's yeah. like, "Yep, this is pretty much exactly what happened." What happened. Yeah. And it's yeah, I do like the little. Like I said, those I like that they don't spell it out. That you, it's a movie that you can rewatch and enjoy the subtle hints to things and like where that there are connections and well, you can piece together things. Oh yeah, well the first thing is like. They're staying at this fucking place. Exactly. They're not even at a. They're not even going to a hotel, and they can't afford like the regular animatronics. They said so they have to rely on these mannequins, and yeah. So there's a lot of subtle heads 
that this company is on its last legs. But nobody knows about it ex except for Alex and his best friend, Mac. Mac was the guy who had the headset and the flashlight trying to get people out at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, there's uh, – and then Paul is our most-of-the-time documentarian. Yeah, he is the he is the cameraman. And uh, Tony rounds Tony, out our yeah. – Tony! Yep. Don't really. Um, Tony, I guess, runs the video cameras. Electricity. Yeah. That's his thing. That's like, to be honest, some of the characters felt a little underdeveloped. And yeah, look that, at you, Tone. Yeah. I don't really know why you're here, but glad that you're here, Tony. You do the fuck out of it, Tony. Well, I guess Tony's there to pick up the reins of the camera once uh, we'll get to it later. Once, once spoiler happens. Of, once Paul's out of commission. Yes. Yes, uh, but uh, to start, the first place it starts is all good documentary films to happen with a movie guessing game. Mm -hmm. Trying to figure out uh, post-apocalyptic New York. And I was my immediate thought was Escape from New York. Yeah. Because that's all I was given. Exactly. Was like, that's what I was like. But he was like, it was released last year. Ah, so it's 2008. And then he says, Will Smith. Ah, piecing this together after Earth. Thank you very much. I will collect my money, Mr. Cameraman. It's oh, I Am Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I Am Legend released well before 2008. I thought it was in 2008, isn't it? I thought it was like 2007. Well, I, was, uh, I remember being in high look school. Look this up. Use the magic of the internet. Magic of the internet. Let us see. Be wizards, shall we? I Am Legend 2007. Yeah, because I was in high school. That's close. So what yeah, Will Smith I, movie is it then? It probably has to be I Am Legend. Because okay. it's set in New York and it's post-apocalypse. Yeah. And this is a Could 2000. be Hancock. No, because that's a superhero movie. <laughs> I I know. I'm just... <laughs> it's like, you had me there for a second. I was like, well, that's in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the biggest problem that you had. <laughs> I immediately was like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, clearly it's Men in Black 3. Yeah. Oh, it's Suicide Squad, obviously. Set in New York. Yep. <laughs> Okay, yeah. So Gemini I guess, man. Yeah. I guess, it has, yeah, I am legend. It must be. Yeah, I think Paul just is, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Because I was like, it can't be I am legend. I was in high school. Well, Sir? Paul doesn't know what he's talking about. But, yes, they do the they do the guessing game. And we get a little bit of characterization from everybody. Paul, Al, not Paul. Alex is the leader of the group. Max, the second in the command. Sarah is... Uh, the single the girl? girl, the girl here. <laughs> um, Paul is the kind of douche, um, and then yeah, you got Tony. Yeah, Tony. He likes. Pretzels. He's involved. Yeah. <laughs> he works here. Yeah, he's another employee. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much what we get. And they're driving to the well, hell house. Not the hell house. This it has a name. Abaddon Hotel. Abaddon Hotel yeah. in Abaddon, New York. Mm-hmm. Home of the Abaddoners. <laughs> yeah, home of the demons. Yeah. Well, we get like an argument, too, between is Mac and Alex, right? Because about the navigating and, and all that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, as they're kind of doing the movie guessing game. Yep. They take like park on the side of the road, and we see there is a bit of tension. This isn't like group-breaking tension, but apparently they've done this before. Well, yeah, it just, you know. They're kind of bigger as yeah. friends can do. Yeah, friends and business partners do. Yeah, I do. Like I said, I, 
I wish there was a bit more characterization for them, because I do think all the characters are pretty decent. The actors are great. They all feel very real for, yeah, like it's just 98% of the time. Some of the stuff they have them do is a bit wonky. Well, like, Sarah, like, almost completely, like, dis-a-fucking-peers. She does, yeah. She, it's like there's some weird stuff that happens to her, and then that's, like, well, bye bye <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, I gotta go see you in the third act. Bye! Yeah. <laughs> gotta go to that room. And... And there's that. Um, also, like, this is a just me problem, but they talk about the outside of the Abaddon Hotel, and they're like, oh, look at this hell. And I'm like, it looks fine. It's freshly fucking painted. Yeah. It's just the, there's just boards on the windows. Exactly. You take the boards off, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, the inside, yeah, the inside looks kind of rough. Maybe replace, like, the, the chain link fence, you know, fucking mow the grass. <laughs> but like yeah they're like talking about it once they walk up like oh look at this shit hole and yeah. i'm like oh god i wouldn't even take a dump in here but i mean and this is another i get it it has to be the location but the the inside does not replicate the outside it's a fucking brady bunch situation <laughs> my brain just can't handle it sometimes because this place is huge like this place is massive on the first floor, yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, is I'm like, well, where the fuck are the hotel rooms? That's what I was thinking. There's a dining room, a hallway, a hallway, a basement, another room. <laughs> a bar, a, a bar. piano room. Was, oh, man. And, and I, I was like, what fucking hotel has a basement? What a weirdly designed structure. Yeah. Maybe that's the point, but, yeah. Yeah, well, and they're, they're just, as they're they're walking around, uh, the du it's dusty and condemned on the inside, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, look at all these books. Yeah. No human being would stack books this way. No. And, there's a there's uh, a Bible. Who would put Bible, the Bible here? And I was just like, the Gideons? <laughs> yeah, Bibles and hotels are, like, <laughs> kind of like, what they do. That's like, they go hand in hand. That's like fucking chocolate peanut butter. Like, have you ever met the Gideons? No, they're elusive. Hmm. <laughs> they're just in hotels. All the time. <laughs> they're just. They're, they're kind of like. They're a roving you, band of hotels. <laughs> yeah, they just leave a Bible in a hotel room everywhere they go. Yeah. You know? They're like a secret I, order. You know? It's like the Jedi, but yeah. with uh, yeah. less lightsabers. You and don't tiny know Bibles. that they're there, but if you you know they've been there, if you see a Bible in your hotel room. A Gideon read my mind. Um, yeah, and, like, they they notice a, a few weird things. Uh, one, like, the radios don't work, but, um, this is gonna be a super me-specific thing, but the radio sound that it makes sounds to me like mist. Mm. Remember, like, when you go into mist and you open the books, like, that Cirrus and Aknar it is in, and before their transmission it would make that? I was like... Oh, no, I don't... Re I mean, I know what you're talking about, who you're talking about, but no, I don't remember that sound effect. Uh, to me, I was like, is that mist? I mean, it might be, but I don't know. But yeah, the radios and, don't work, and then this place has some blind spots, such as the basement. The basement has no means of putting cameras anywhere. Yeah, they just don't work. No, absolutely not. Tony, not can't, get, Tony can't get cameras in the basement. Which would have been my first red flag if it were me, because it'd just be like, how does that not... Well, yeah, it has fucking walls, doesn't it? Well, yeah, like, it, you can make it's abandoned. Just drill some holes, man. Yeah. It's, 
It's like, you can do whatever the fuck you... You're obviously doing whatever the fuck you want to it. Uh, but, yeah, that's just... I mean, it's fine. It has to be that way. I get it. And as they're kind of walking through, though, uh, on the upstairs, I noticed it. And this is something that kind of bothered me that the movie did this. Mm-hmm. But he's walking by. The camera picks up a shape in one of the rooms. Yeah. Like a like hooded a human figure. Sh- yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. Look mm. at that hidden figure I didn't notice. And then the movie explicitly yeah. draws my attention and to the goes the... back as if the documentary. Because I think the perspective that we're supposed to have is that we're Mitchell, the guy who got the videotapes in between as we're watching it. Like, he's going back and forth is the perspective he... that I had. Yeah, but I was like, is this a finished cut documentary? I don't know, but I kind of like that, though. That was just my... Pr- I don't know if that was supposed to be the thing, but that was just how I interpreted it. Yeah, well, because it's a little jarring, because we've been with them for a little bit now, mm-hmm. and to go back to the documentary yeah, like that it is goes, a little... Because, like, yeah, it's like, so is this finished? But then when Mitchell's watching the stuff, is that not part of it? Or... But... It is what it is, but like I said, I I really like that kind of yeah. Oh yeah, perspective I, I liked on it. I liked the scare. I just mm-hmm. was like, you know, showing it to me again because mm-hmm. I picked up on it. Like it felt like it was bashing me over the head with it. Right. Though later on, it doesn't do that. No. Um, like it. It. Yeah. But I mean, I, it I does just... at some points though, like that the strobe scene. Yes, like the yeah the strobe one that does. But, like, you know, there's other times where it's like, huh. Because, well, like, maybe at the that's end. The, I don't know. Well, maybe that's supposed to be the thing. Like, the documentary parts are the finished parts. Yeah, I just. Mm. It felt a little. It is a bit jarring. I, but, like I said, I like, for me, that uh, that looking on it as if we are Mitchell watching it, him skimming through this the first time, you know. Yeah, and they. Then they go to the basement, and this basement has everything. Yeah, Unfinished satanic floors. <laughs> Numbers on the walls. What do they mean, Mason? Yeah. And uh, Bibles. Mm-hmm. Chalk By the Gideons. Yeah. Oh, and also a shoe. A lady's shoe. Just one. Mm-hmm. It's not Sarah's size. No, unfortunately. It's not Paul's yeah. size, either. Too bad. Um... Yeah, the basement is kind of the crux. It has a freezer in it mm-hmm. and a storm door, and that's where they want people to. That's they're like exit. planning it out. That'll be the yeah. that'll be the final exit for people because the basement's going to be the big, the big one, the big kahuna. Well, yeah, where they're going to imply that clowns are sacrificing a, a lady. Lady, yeah, a satanic clown cult, I guess. They're a very lazy satanic clown cult. Yeah, they're just, they're just sitting, sitting down. down. <laughs> well, like, like we said, this fucking company doesn't have a lot of money left, so they got to roll to what they got. It's just like, I just love the idea of these clowns just kind of like, John. I got another lady again, Bill. <laughs> yeah, you going to kill her or am I? Ah, you, I will. Ah, 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 no. Burp, burp. <laughs> oh, no. I, I got a balloon dagger. Will it this was, do it? It was health shoving her into the tiny car. <laughs> as someone who's not afraid of clowns like the whole thing like i get it Mm because a lot of people are but like for me it's just like i'm not that does nothing for me and i just find a little silly yeah whatever 
Whatever, they're gonna make a killing on opening night. Yeah, this fucking place is cash money. Mm-hmm. So and they, uh, ha- they also mention because they're looking at the basement, and somebody, possibly Tony, mentions Queens, and Alex is like, "Don't you ever fucking mention Queens. We will never speak of Queens again. Queens never happened. Queens doesn't exist. Queens is not on then, the map." And then uh, Tony takes a, a bowl of cereal and and just drops it onto the floor. Yeah. We can never go back to Queens. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Um, Yes. Uh, Then they have to... uh, Doesn't Sarah say that a week goes by and then they have to stay there? Well, but first they have a... Yeah, they get... After a week they get it, but then they have a party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bar. It's the first order of business. Yep. Let's drink hooch in the creepy fucking bar. Yeah, because we're like 43 days or something away when we yeah. start this little uh, video venture. Yeah, it's uh, August. Yeah. Which also, man, I would, I'd be like, that's got to be hot as balls in that place. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. I mean, that has to be. I don't know anything about how people set up haunted houses, but that has to take yeah. forever. That's what I was. Th- I was just thinking, like, man. Yeah, what is the structure of people owning haunted house things? What do they do for the rest of the year? That's what I is wonder. Is that your side gig? Yeah, or it... do you have to do other haunted houses? Because there, I mean, there are like year-round haunted houses, aren't there? I mean, uh... they're probably there are more probably more pop-ups on Halloween, but there has to be like some that are just attractions, I would think, but not like everywhere. You know, maybe like as an amusement park thing, but yeah, yeah. I, I was just like. No wonder they're running out of fucking money. They have, like, one day, I mean, well, they got one month a year to fucking do business. Uh, Yeah, I was like, what else do you do? Fireworks stands? Christmas tree? Like, is that your job? Do you just do seasonal bullshit? Maybe. You know, like... It's a a good question. uh, I don't know. I, I was like, what's the structure? If anyone knows what the structure of haunted house ownership is... Please let me know. Yeah, we're actually I, deeply curious. I really am. I wonder. Like. Yeah, because uh, it is well, it a pop up business. Is it something you just have to do? Like, well, obviously it's an LLC. Well, obviously, but I mean, because I don't know. I do feel like some places that they're pro- like you said, amusement parks or even like I don't know. Some places have just weird shit like that as attractions. But like, yeah, I was just like, that's like one like for so for like three months they have a gig. But mm. like they can't possibly make enough, no. to have. But I assume there's only what the five of them. So yeah. I, if they make a shitload of money in that one fucking month, man. Yeah. And in uh, New York to, prices, they'd have to make a shitload of shitload of money to. Well, do yeah, that, no though. wonder they're losing money, you know. But I mean, yes, they would have to make like they would have to charge like ginormous. But I mean. I mean, you charge like twenty bucks, but like, you know, how many repeat customers are gonna get? You gonna get? And most of the time, like at least if you're me, you go through the haunted house once, and then you know, you're done. Yeah, but you know, other human beings exist, and they like repeat viewings of stuff, especially when they take their friends who couldn't go the first time. I suppose, but I just assumed that every human is like me because <laughs> I'm the ideal human, the well, apex you know, man. You gotta start doing a little outside the box thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Being as I am the basis by which all humanity should be modeled, I just assumed everyone just goes the worst. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, 
But yeah, they they party it up and like, oh yeah, like what about this one time we tried to scare these Disney princesses and they just weren't having it. The yeah. fucking princesses, man. Yeah, princesses don't like scares or weren't scared of us. Well, you know, you think about it, it's a hard life for a Disney princess. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Snow White's been through some shit. Yeah, but isn't I mean they are like royalty, and usually by the end they like you know attain a status of power, don't they? I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah, that that changes things. I've seen things you people wouldn't even imagine. Why are, Poisoned you, ta- apples. Why are you talking about Roy Batty all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jasmine was trapped in a fucking hourglass. Yeah, but she got out by the end of the movie. She wasn't eternal. I mean, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, she's still she there. She almost by the end of died. It, yeah, but she didn't, and then she got out. <laughs> yeah. The, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know why we're talking about Disney princesses. Because they're resilient. They're resilient ladies. They are resilient ladies. They are a standard by which all... All of us should be measured. The apex of Disney Disney princesses. Apex people. Disney princesses. <laughs> apex princesses. Disney princesses. Uh, Alex gives the, the big speech. Mm-hmm. Too. And yeah, they kind of go over like what all's going to be like the planning process or, or you know, we got to have a guy here. Like we get a big guy to, to, you know, to keep make people stop getting handsy on this chained up girl. Mm hmm. Yeah, we're going to have they're... actually locked up for some reason. Yeah, that seems weird. Why would you do that? That doesn't seem like, safe. I was like, yeah, I mean, her arms have got to be like... Chafed you know. and tired? Yeah, imagine, yeah, like, how, how long would they be open? Like, you know... Five hours at least, right? Maybe six? Yeah, you know, by the time it gets dark and then, like... At least to one, <laughs> right? Not can't be an all-night business. Well, yeah, I mean, you imagine you close at, like, 11. Yeah. Maybe longer on the weekend, but she's going to have Man, we really need arm. to learn more about this haunted house business. Yeah, we're we're really dying to know about the logistics <laughs> of haunted house ownership. <laughs> it's like, the question of this movie, really, the big mystery, how did a- Hal House LLC stay in business? <laughs> it's just, you know, we want to know, what are your books like? Yeah. How do you, you know? How did Alex fucking maintain fucking all these employees? Yeah, I mean, he still he had three presumably full time employees. I have to assume that they're full time. Huh? I mean, because they can't have some other job. Can you imagine telling your job that you got to go fuck off for fifty days? <laughs> yeah, to go build a haunted house in the middle of nowhere in New York. I got to go build and run a haunted house in upstate New York. I'll be back in November. Yeah. Hopefully I make some money. What? Okay. I got to be a documentarian for this haunted house project. Uh, It'll be good for the website. Yeah, they they do. To be fair, like, I kind of like that stuff because there's a lot of times where I'm just like, why the fuck are you filming all of this? Yeah, exactly. In every found footage movie. Well, yeah, it should never be that long. And even in this movie, like, you know, he's recording for those batteries on those fucking cameras must be eternal. But, uh... I, I How like did they that just all on the videotape. Huh? It was HD footage. Come on, Paul. I don't know. Those are on SD cards, my man. Well, he's living in he's living in the past. And Well, uh, that's 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 how you fit all those SD cards in one trash bag. Yeah. They're huge. Um Fuck, I'm losing my spot. Um, oh, we got a piano man. Yep. Named Hector. 
Yeah. Look at me. Look at me, Hector. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, kind of we get more of the, the setup. And uh, this this next part here, Paul um, turns on the camera in his bedroom, and he's like, yep, it's real lonely out here. There are mm-hmm. no women in upstate New York since the incident. Yep, since it can't go back to Queens. You also really learn that Paul is a sex pest. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We've learned this for. A oh, since bit. the be since the pretty much since the beginning. I mean, pretty much since he opened his mouth. The uh, balls on this man to try to hit on his boss's girlfriend. <laughs> you know, constantly, just uh, constantly. Yeah, just daring to be fired from he's this just, LLC. He's just he's just looking for an assault charge. Anyway, fucking. He's uh, like, yeah, but uh, can't get any action, and uh, I don't know. Maybe some of the ac- actresses are going to be hot. And as he's talking, uh, in the hallway, there's a red light for all the prostitute ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yep. And one just uh, appears, like there's a figure. Yeah. And at first, I was like, "Is he even gonna fucking notice?" No, no, he's not gonna notice. Well, he did. Yeah, he did. And he was like, "Sarah, is that you?" Oh yeah, that's and, right. That's the time because I was thinking that uh, that's right. Yeah. And he's like, "Sarah, is that you?" And he's, it's like, doesn't say nope. anything. Just kind of just, goes just, back. Just like, uh, this isn't where I parked my car. <laughs> yeah. Walks away. This is very awkward. That's why I always yeah. sleep with my door closed, and just in case ghosts show up to leer at me. Y- you know, weird that's fears. a weird fear. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's also why I close my door because I want, if I'm going to be assaulted in the middle of the night, I want them to at least have to open a door. That's fair. Yeah, I live alone, and I still close the door to my bedroom when I sleep. I did. I do the same thing. I always have. I, I just don't want people like because I'm just afraid that somebody's gonna I'm gonna wake up and then there's gonna be somebody just sitting there on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just waiting to kill you. And then what do I gotta do? Hide on the covers like some goober? <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna work. Why would you hide yeah. under the covers? Why would you run? <laughs> Why wouldn't you run as fast as your little sex pest legs would take your you? Your fucking boss and his best friend are literally across the teeny tiny square of a hallway away. No, no, yeah, probably hide, hide, hide under a sheet. Hide under, that'll protect you. It'll protect you oh, when you were five years old. It'll protect you when you're 25 years old. It's just like, yeah, all those axe murderers are just like, sheet rules, bro. I can't do anything about ah, it. Ah, fuck. All right. He's well, got the sheet. I, I, I can't wait. see him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, all serial killers and monsters are really stupid. Just look away, because they can't see you yeah, if share, you can't see them. They, they share that same kind of trait. It's like how a T-Rex, if you don't move, it won't fucking see you. Its vision's based on movement. Like that is, How the fuck does that work in anything? <laughs> you hide under the covers. If you, It's like how Drax in fucking Avengers fucking Infinity War was like, if I stand incredibly still, no one will see me. <laughs> But he's eating a Zark nut. Um, but yeah, so that was weird. And then oh, we get yeah. a butt shot, just a nice shot, because like I guess everybody in New York is this a New York cultural thing where you just leave your door open while you're mm-hmm. doing stuff. Well, you know, where you're half dressed and you just leave the door open. You know. Yeah, you just you know it's the freewheel in New York lifestyle, man. Two thousand nine, just just airing them out, and yeah. uh, Paul. Again, 
<laughs> you know, hey, Steve, that's a that's a butt. I'm gonna go look better, at that. Better zoom in. Got to keep this one for this will uh, be good on the website. <laughs> yeah, this is great for fucking hell. Else, LLC is gonna uh, Travis gonna go through the roof. I was like a gratuitous shot of this butt. I'm gonna hold on it for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, this is how we know we're a horror movie. Got a standard mm. to meet. Well, I was like that. This is as gratuitous as it gets. It's the you yeah, know. this really is as gratuitous as it gets, to be fair to the movie. Well, I guess you could say, like, they don't really linger on the chained-up girl, but she is also in her underwear. Yeah. And they, I do like the fact that, like, the guys aren't sleazy about it. Like, they aren't, like, uh, you know, they Paul actually, is. Paul is, but I mean, like, the main guys. Like, and yeah. they even are, like, calling Paul an asshole about it. Like, they, also, they want the clown guy there just in case people get too touchy, you know? That's the reason Joey's down oh. there. Yeah. Poor Joey. Yeah, poor Joey. We find out what happens to poor Joey. Well, here in a bit, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's but Paul comes in, though, and he's just like, hey, you left the door open. What am I supposed to do? And I was like, he's Not... kind of got a point. <laughs> yeah, but you can also be like, just have, little, have a little bit of decency in your sack and fucking turn yeah, the I other was... way and walk, you know, do something else. Maybe just, like, kind of look away and not keep recording, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. I was going to say, he has a little bit of a point, but maybe you shouldn't linger with your boss's equipment. Yeah, like, you you might be able to stretch that both sides here are in the wrong. You might. <laughs> but, like, I, I'm just trying to be as fair as I can to Paul, but yeah. yeah, he's still a fucking sex weirdo. Yeah, he's a sex pest. Yeah, and, uh... Hmm. Yeah, he's like, I'm just here to help you guys out. And they, yeah, think mm-hmm. he's a sex weirdo. And he's like, the actors are here. Yeah, so there's, well, I do think that there's more, but there's at least three initially that we kind of get associated with. There's the blonde girl who I don't remember the name of. Melissa? Melissa's the main lady who gets chained up. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Joey, who is a clown. And then the the other the blonde lady is the the girl working the gate. Yeah, we saw her at the beginning too because she lets she lets everybody in at the beginning. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Joey's a a, a big dude. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is when we cut back to the documentary footage, and the photographer guy's like, "Yeah, so I talked to one of the first responders who under did you know in anonymity told me that one of the people had their throat cut." Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing walked... that he saw when yeah. he walked in was somebody had their throat slit, and it looked like it was self-inflicted. Uh, yeah. As to the mystery of what the fuck's going on here. I kind of immediately figured out who it was going to be. I don't know why. I just had an inti- like an intuitive like thought of, like, I, I bet it's this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, Joey, he survived, but... You know, we weren't going to get any answers from him. Yeah, because nine days after the incident, he hanged himself. Yeah, they're like, Joey Jojo Shabadoo hung himself. <laughs> Joey Jojo Shabadoo. We <laughs> lost him too soon. Not Joey Jojo. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, we never really, like, if it's like survivor's guilt or like I a trauma it, based think... on what he saw down there. I think it's a combination of that because I also have, I have a question. We'll talk about it once we get there, but I do think it probably, if anything, is survivor's guilt, probably. But it could be something supernatural as well. But we don't really. I get... think it's. 
I think it's the my personal thing is I think it's the influence of the house. Yeah, but I I don't know. It could be both. So, but well, I like that. Of, I like the fact that it could be both. It leaves it ambiguous. I thought that's nice. Well, because of the, and, and we're getting to it in a bit. So mm-hmm. we'll yeah, um, <clears throat> but yeah, and, and uh, Melissa. So Alex is talking to Melissa. Paul shows up to like gawk at her mm-hmm. and is like, "Hey, you're single and pretty." Yeah. Get your tits out, please. I have a camera. Yeah. Is that weird? Uh, I hope it's not weird. It's for the website. Um, Does that sound weird? I hope it wasn't weird. And, and she's like, Alex is just like, dude, you are literally fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. Lady. You're a creep. Please. You're fucking being a creep. You're going to scare away this actor lady, and I'm going to fucking throw you out of here, essentially. I, de- I like the fact that none of the other group really fucking fuck any of his shit. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, this place is haunted and <laughs> local, you know, thing. Yeah, superstitions like, and people died and fucking, you know, and uh, Paul's like, wait, 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 wait. What? And Alex is like, no, 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 it's nothing. Shut up. Don't want to realize there's nothing. 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 Yeah, it's like, I'm not a local historian or anything. You wouldn't want to ask me. And then the fucking documentary goes in like, yeah, this place haunted as fuck. Oh, God. It's horrible shit happened here. It's fucking, yeah. If you told anybody at Abaddon, they'd tell you, don't go there. And well, yeah. So the vibe I got was that Alex totally knew. Yes, um, I did too. I think that he like it was a total point of desperation that he fucking picked this place. Uh, probably got it super on the cheap. And I I actually think that also house like, did it. House did it. Yeah. Like I think that the house. I, I don't know. Kind I, of... I would like. I'd prefer if there. If anything, I would prefer he just happened on it because I think that makes it more scary. Um. But yeah, they're like, um, the the original owner of the place, um, you know, they thought he was in, into satanic rituals. Mm-hmm. You know, the devil. Yeah, he was drawn to it because Andrew Tully. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. People she, disappeared in his hotel, especially at one point, a mother and her eleven-year-old daughter. Yeah. Though the thing that I thought was interesting when they they said that. For whatever reason in my head, I thought it was very old-timey, and it was like, no, it happened in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, like, But normally when they talk about that, they're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's like, in the, oh, it's in the 20s, or oh, it's like, <laughs> yeah, well, I, got, I like, got a very H.H. H. Holmes vibe from the, yeah, from the thing. I, and it's like, no, it happened in 1989. And I was like, like, what? Oh. All right. Well, I guess it could happen anytime, theoretically. Yeah, it's just generally when these kinds of things happen, you know, it happens in like the 1930s when people could just fucking appear. Yeah, drop off the face get... of the earth. And nobody could, you know, they just become a, a line in an article of a local newspaper. Yeah, crime used to be so much easier back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Fucking modern technology really kicked it in the balls. Yeah, you really can't just do crime. Yeah. Although I'm sure there's still fucking, you know. There are monsters Crime? coming out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and Andrew Tully, uh, after the disappearance, um, the you know everyone kind of blamed him, thought it was like a place where you go to get got. Yeah, and, and at the, some point after he hanged himself, but not yeah. immediately after, because the police questioned him a bunch of times, and then he got documents to prove, oh, they left uh, like the next morning or something, but nobody ever yeah. believed him. Well... Because, like, how easy Duh. is it to just fake that? Yeah, exactly. 
Um, yeah, and then we show they they have a fucking crime scene photo from the back of him hanging himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was a good touch. Yeah, it was, and that's why like it's it's kind of a recurring thing, which is why I think it's you know. Yeah, it becomes like a re- recurring motif through the movie. Well, the the hanging and then the di- that dining room itself at that moment as well. Well, yeah, and like I think even there's like some dolls or stuff that are hung like that the hanging of of things. Mhm. Is a big the- like a re- like is a recurring motif through the movie. Mhm. Um but yeah, we go back to the um I don't know when exactly this is. Uh, I didn't like detail it out. Um, but it's closer to the events in question, and we uh, there's some strange noises, and so what I would describe as a bro convention comes you know, out. One of those a... emergency bro conventions where you got to figure out your next plan of action, and then emergency meeting of you got bro lament. You need to bro lament. You need to you need to elect a fellow bro to be the point bro. Fucking yeah. investigate the disturbance. Broside and there. King of the Brotians, go down there and investigate. <laughs> we've, we've all been there. Broside and King of the Brotians, I need you to go down. Yeah. Um, bro Rock, Bro Obama, and uh, emergency Bro Convention. <laughs> like by the edicts of the Bro Convention, one of us must go down there and see what the fuck's going on. And it's I part of the Bro Neva Convention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember which what exactly is happening in this first disturbance because I have it in my notes that mannequin freaks out camera guy. The dolls move. That's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he goes down and uh, is it? Yeah. I I have eye guy. Well, eye guy is Joey. Yeah. Yeah. Eye guys. It's also Power Rangers villain. Yes. Yes. As well. Yes. But no, Joey shows up like he got this trick that he could do where he pops his eye out of his head because all the all the, the the bros are talking in the kitchen at one point and then one somebody asked fucking tony where he found joey and he was like oh he's at the local gas station and he's like oh does he work there and tony's like ah fuck if i know you know broy broy yeah he can join this house of bros this hell house <laughs> of bros <laughs> the bro house sorry every time in my head too speaking of that i just keep hearing like the hell house <laughs> Why? like it's just like the dean is just mad at them for all the oh. shenanigans uh, hell house yeah um but yeah they uh uh paul is just like oh hey do you know where tony is and like i don't know he's just doing side character shit mm. Like, well, I'm going to go try to find him. And he walks through the fucking labyrinthian first yeah, this floor of the huge fucking maze. Like, oh, hey, and then fucking, uh, yeah, he sees, like, what is it? A mannequin? The, the clown. Floor? Like, yeah, the clown in, like, the stairwell, right? Yeah, and it's just staring down the stairs. Yeah, down to the basement. That's right. Oh, and another thing about these clowns, their heads don't move. Yes, they make that explicit. These, these, their heads do not move at all. They are stuck. Yeah. And they, they have this whole conversation about this because they're like, this mask is too creepy. We should really, yeah, it's a shame it can't move. So he goes out. He's like, oh, hey, Paul, what's that down there? And then the head moves on the clown. Yeah. We don't see it move because he looks away and then he looks back and then it's like, oh, shit. And he's like, huh, that was a good one. And then he walks back to 
the group where he started. The, yeah, yeah. The, the group and and uh, Tony's there. Yeah. Right. And Paul's like, "What the fuck? What? How did you do that?" Yeah. Which is yeah, it's just such a like normal you know, simple, reaction. Yeah. Well, it's just such an easy filmmaking trick what they're doing, but mm-hmm. man, is it effective? It's super effective because it's fucking creepy. Like it really. <laughs> Man, that's what I like about this movie is that it has just unexplained creepiness. Not Paul's overt creepiness, but the the unexplained supernatural. Like oh, those Paul's ele- creepiness those t- is just being repressed. Yeah, but uh, the fucking those those little touches throughout that build, I like that. That is really well done. Yeah, just like him, and he runs back to where that clown is. That's mm, cool. And it. And it's fucking gone. And yeah. it's right back where he started it. And then he's just like, an emergency meeting of Brolamit must <laughs> Bro, be called. We have a, need a second convention. This is happening way too much. And then he shows the footage to the people, to the group. And they're like, well, that's fucking weird. But they oh. don't believe him. Well, because he's... The, the thing is, is that it's the problem. Like, it's kind of interesting that they choose to reveal themselves to the guy that they trust the least. Uh-huh. Because he's just sort of an asshole creep. Yep. And, like, the jokey guy. So nobody believes him. Mm-hmm. And also, I it's my belief that Alex did, would not give a shit. No, Alex is in this for the, like, he is in this to win it. This has to be successful or else his seasonal haunted house company will be tits up. Yeah, they'll never run a haunted house in this state again. Never. They'll run him out. They'll run him out. He'll be like fucking Frankenstein at the end of the movie on top of the windmill and burning. And so... Yeah, and as they're, is this when they they're going outside and then like Sarah just like stares at a statue for a while and that's just what her thing is now. Remember oh, Sarah? Yeah, because yeah, they're like they're so they don't have enough money for like a proper commercial, so they're gonna film a commercial with the some of the mannequins and they're in like a park or something, and they're just doing a bunch of hokey shit. But at one point, yeah, Sarah's staring at a statue and she's just staring at it, just like kind of fixed on it. You know, just in one of those spells where something just catches your attention in your own world. And they're like, hey, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah! And then finally she's like, what? And then she walks back oh, over. And just a neat statue. Yeah. I didn't even see this here. Oh, hey, guys, I'm still in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, And the next thing I have is the strobe room. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I said, it's, it's a lot of ratcheting tension. And they're testing out the strobes. And, uh, okay, so in this part, I got to be honest with you, I kind of looked away because the strobes were giving me a headache, but I have the gist of what goes on. Yes. It's, sorry, just strobe lights in general, like, for a long, long time. No, I I got you. They're a pain in the ass. (laughs) It's just like, please stop. I I know what's going to happen. You can't fucking see anything. That's the problem. (laughs) It's like, you can't see shit. And, like, but eventually a figure comes in and, like, an extra. Isn't there, like... At least two mannequins, and then there's like four. Yeah, like, yeah. They like extras who should not be there, and Paul sees it, and he's like, and he freaks the fuck, fuck out as yeah. you should, appropriately enough. Yeah, and he is just not having it. Nope. And again, like, yeah, this is another part where, thankfully, the movie does replay it because mm. i was like i don't know what the fuck just happened well you know i think I, mean? I think mitchell didn't know what was going on either so he paused it and then he cut back and he's like is that what i think it is that can't be what i think it is that has to be what i think it is yeah well and that's this is the one where i'm like i'm glad you guys did that because i had to look away because mm-hmm. not because it was scary but because i was gonna get a headache yeah right 
<laughs> just please stop. No, I got. I, I mean, that's what. The, and all haunted houses have them. They're obligatory. You have to have a strobe room. I'm okay with them in like as a per like if I'm walking through as like a person, you know. Mm-hmm. But like on TV or whatever, it it doesn't. Oh no, I hate. I just, man, I always like whenever there's a strobe like because you go places and they'll have them sometimes like you know this or that or whatever. I always run into shit because I can't see where I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Tuss is my problem with fucking strobe lights. Anyway, what happens after this? Um, uh, I have the, the, like, they can't find Sarah and then she's, like, downstairs just yeah, talking I, I to think, a wall. I think we mixed it up because I have the even more ghouls and the strobes and then I have mannequin and stairs. So I think this is where, yeah, they find it's uh, Mac and Paul find Sarah mumbling fucking what sounds like if you reverse fucking a uh, talk back, uh, like recording. She's yeah. Mumbling. It's bask mask. Yeah, yeah. Back masking. That's and the if, one, uh, yeah. Yeah. This is another one. I was trying to figure out if she actually said anything uh-huh. and I could not find it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, but who knows? Well, it wasn't on TV tropes and I was like, I figured it would be so. Mm-hmm crack research team i looked at that uh, might be able to uh, like ask the guy on reddit maybe yeah um yeah and then i have the clock chimes yep and then i also have that uh this is the point where so the dining room they've set up to be one way and it totally looks one way but then they go into it and it's turned like it looked when andrew tully hanged himself yes that was a cool effect i really like that because that's where everybody's like what the fuck is going on Yep, and and yeah, it's where you would just be like any other rational person would be like, well, we're bailing the fuck out of here. Sorry, I love you, Alex, but I'm going back to New York. I'll even go back to Queens. Fuck it. Yeah, Alex, uh, your business is too big to fail. We'll just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the Lehman Brothers of haunted house businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just we can't... Um, yeah. Like yeah. AIG esque, fucking. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's 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 three days to open now. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, and we get a weird. Uh, Paul has this weird shot, so he's framed in the shot in the far right of frame. Yeah, and he's been doing this throughout the movie, where he wakes up and he records some of the some of the stuff that he. Is just thinking while he's in bed, uh, such such as for example uh, the first one where he talks about how horny he is and how he wants to basically hump his bed. Oh yeah, and and uh, and then he's just like, I think it uh, takes your clothes out when it gets you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't trust anybody. Then we can't sleep. Yeah. And then he poured his J and B instead of a chess computer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, yeah, so he but, ba- yeah, keep going. But, like, the way that they framed it, he is, like, way off into the far, like, third mm-hmm. of the screen. Yeah. To the point where I'm like, this is odd framing. Yeah, this is Something very, is... Obviously, is going to pop out in the background. He has not done this any time before. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's just like, that's weird. Why would you do that? And he turns on the light. And there's someone just fucking sitting there. Yep, just a girl. Just a girl sitting there. That's what he always wanted. Yep, just a dead girl sitting there. That's what he always wanted. And, yeah, it's just like, yeah, and then he's still just, like, talking and kind of yammering on, and he looks over, 
And then he decides, fuck it, I'm hiding in the covers. Yeah. Cover law, bro. That's what a fucking 26-year-old goddamn grown adult does. <laughs> Why would you do that? I did not, like, I get it. That's, like, that's, that's frightening, but... It's, it's scary, because it, it, you know... Yeah, it's sudden. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Like, I would, listen, I... To be fair to Paul, I would shit my pants if I saw that. If I just woke up and then there's just a dead girl lying in the fucking corner, but I would know, run out of the building. I would yeah. run. I well, I would run out. I, I the hall is so short. His fucking friends are not even a stone's throw away. They're an arm reach to knock on the door, scream for help. Yeah, it's like because like, oh, it's kind of like. Um... Because he, it allows him to cover the camera, mm. so we don't know what happens to him. It's kind of like, you know, remember his signs when the light goes out? No, you know? yeah, I, told, I I get it. But I'm just like, that's the that's the reaction that I, like, Yeah, I no, get I why like, the movie has to do it, but... I was like, yeah, what grown man hides under a fucking cover? Yeah, it's just like, go get Mac. Go get Tony. Who cares if it, like, disappears after? Sleep in their room with him. Fuck it. You know, Max lonely. He needs the company. Yeah, spoon like they did on Friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he is attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. We don't really see it. We don't know exactly what happens, but the the lady she gets him. Yeah, and the the footage cuts out, and you know, get get used to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a scream and a piano. Oh yeah, because yeah, they're they... like. They have the, they're like the yeah. Tony like where grab, the fuck is Paul? Yeah, Tony gr- becomes the new cameraman. He fulfills. He inherits the fucking camera from Paul, and he's talking to Alex and Mac. And he was like, "Well, why haven't you called him?" And Mac's like, "I don't have his number." And that for me was like, "Oh wow, this is two thousand eight, two thousand nine, it were like." Yeah, I was wondering where the cell phones were because I was like, you know, I know there's not smartphones. Well, yeah, I mean, they still weren't like super explosively prevalent at this point. Like they're just starting, which is why I think like that period is when like to me, a lot of like the coolest kind of found footage stuff can work because you have so much varying types of like cell phone cameras are starting to be a thing. But you also have those other type of cameras that people had that. I don't know. I just think that's like a very interesting period to set something like that. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I was like, that is the one thing that's almost like conspicuously absent. Cause mm-hmm. like a lot. It's, it's well, he like has a flip ubiquitous. phone. Alex has a flip yeah. phone. Well, cause yeah, I had a flip phone. In me too. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, that's totally in place, but it just like threw me back where I was like, yeah, some people wouldn't have just, you know, cause it seems like today you would just normally just have everybody's fucking number in your cell phone well yeah it'd just be like you would have texted him yeah and seen what's up and maybe called him you know if it's been longer than 24 hours but well yeah they they call and it's like oh it's ringing and then it was like a scream yeah loud fucking screech and then it drops his phone destroys the other guy's phone yep it's like you're gonna pay for that or yeah okay and then later, I guess it's that night, because we're just like two days away, I think. Or maybe it's, this is the night before. I can't remember. Yeah, we're, we're close. Yeah, very close. There's piano music that starts in the fucking in the house, and then there's another convention and, of the bros. Well, and it's the piano music that Paul, Paul was, was playing, playing with the fucking... When he fucked with, the, with it, yeah. Yeah. And this becomes like also a recurring motif in the later half of the movie. I think is very effective, but this is just playing in the in the night of the you know darkness of the house, which is why I never had a piano anywhere near my premises throughout my entire life. Oh, that's it. That was the reason. Yeah, that was exactly that was exactly the reason. 
Yeah, you know, cats will get on it. Well, yeah, this is like that's frightening shit. Never yeah, have a, never have a piano, an electric piano, one of those toy pianos. Keep that organ, shit out of here. keyboards none out of, of it, here. None of it. I don't want to be not of what? Phantom of the Opera esque. None of those big uh, keyboards that you put in. You play chopstick with your new boss. None. Not a one. None. Weird I'd get fears. one of those. <laughs> I always wanted one of the the ones that like in uh, that they walked on. Yeah. Like in big. Yeah. 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 That would be And cool. then it lights up like it's yep. Billy Jean. Oh man. That's we should want to take <laughs> one of these days. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> Fucking uh Uh so yeah, they, they go down to investigate and um they go to the basement mm-hmm. uh, eventually. And uh Yeah, this is <laughs> this is fucking weird like it's weird, man. Yeah. The, ba- the so again, mannequin's heads cannot move. Cannot move at all. We have a st- this is a firmly established fact. There's this one is Chekhov's law. movement. This is there's one law of this universe. It is these mannequins' heads do not move. Yes. Um, and as they look up, the mannequins move. All the like he- they, all they- the mannequin heads look at Tony. As he's holding the camera, and he appropriately freaks the fuck out. But they go into like, what is it? A storage cooler? It's like a freezer. Yeah, yeah. it's like a walk-in freezer. They hide in there for a minute, and then and then, and then yeah, it's like they've they've moved back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because ghosts and... like fucking people. And Tony, Tony has had enough. Tony has well, reached his threshold. Well, and then they find Paul in the yes, ground. Yes, that's right. They do find. Yeah, Paul's just slumped over in the ground, like and catatonic. Yeah, completely catatonic. And, and they're like, stop fucking around, Paul. Yeah, fuck you, Paul. Get back in bed. Yeah. And, yeah, Paul is at this point uh, a non-factor in the movie. Like, he is well, he's just a factor, out. but He's a factor. He's a, uh, a non-entity. As, yeah, he's, Paul does not exist anymore. Paul's gone. Yeah, Paul.exe has unexpectedly stopped. Yes, the the sex pest is dead. Now he's being used as a skin suit. And, uh, yeah, this is where um, Tony is just like, I'm fucking done. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, we're leaving. This. We're we're. I am shut it down. Oh man, out of here. <laughs> you know. And Mac yeah, Alex runs is, out. And well, yeah, Alex is like, I'm still going on with it, no matter what. And Mac Max is like, you, you don't know the whole story. And then we cut. And this is where we like, kind of piece it together. You have to kind of piece it together. Yeah. It's just like, how long have you known? And uh, like for a while now. Since and, last yeah, year, at least. Yeah, and, and that's where they find out that they're true. But they don't ever, like, explicitly tell you. But I think... I think it's yeah. implied well enough. And I think the director said in that Reddit thing that... Yeah. To leave the kind of... Amb- you know, there were enough hints that you didn't have to spell it out right. That's kind of what I... I was, I was like, yeah, they're fucking broke. Yeah. That's why they spent the night... Like, they keep sleeping in the hotel. There is absolutely nothing else that could possibly be the reason, you know? Unless Alex is the killer, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, well, I, I, I guess we're staying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and like some of the last like, kind of nice daylighty shots of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because he has a scene where, yeah, like you said, uh, Tony asked Mac, "How long have you known?" And he's like, a, "Not a cornfield, but like a little like a." It's like a grain. It's like wheat. Yeah, something like that. It's like or like cattails. Something. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like tall grass. We'll say. And he's just sitting contemplating, you know, the next 24 hours. And he's like, I have to stay. I'm loyal to Alex. I'm a ride or die bitch. This Tony I am. 
Yeah, you can't break bro code. <laughs> no, he's part of the Brolament. He's been elected. <laughs> he's he's a member of the House of Bros. Brolament. <laughs> yeah, the House of Commons and the House of Bros. <laughs> it's the other adjacent house. Yeah, one's elected, and the other you're just kind of born into. <laughs> you gotta just show up to. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Alex gives his big opening night pep talk. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, we're going to go out there. We're going to have some real scares. And I'm like, well, where's Paul? He's like, he's still in bed. You're like, you think that's weird? You should see a doctor? Not yeah, at all. No. You know how Paul is. He sleeps for 24 hours at a time. Completely dead to the world, acting completely different to how we've known him for the last 43 days. Yeah. Well, and they um, had established earlier sort of the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, Alex uh, known Mac his entire life, and Sarah and him had been forever together for years, and Tony and and Paul were like the first hire. Like, Paul was the newest guy. Yeah. To kind of establish that <laughs> dynamic. Yeah, and I like that idea that this is a, like a this, it's a small group, it's a small company, so it gives them like a companionship and camaraderie. I wish it was played up a bit more, but I do think it's really effective as is in the movie. Hmm. Um, but yeah. At the, that was that's the structure of this uh, Hell House LLC. Yes, limited liability corporation. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of you know liabilities gonna happen on opening night. Yeah, and so um, doing our last minute prep, uh, it's Tony that's still got the the camera on his head, right? Or yep. is it Mac? Mac has the camera on his head, but Tony's like the cameraman for the last bit, I think, with the with the main camera because we get a compilation of different. Yeah, cuts of the of the night itself. Yeah, and yeah, they cut open the girl's shirt. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, opening touch. Here's the touches, and yeah. like, Joey, uh, Joey's got, got, the, got keys. the keys. And this is where I was like, why did you do it that way? Yeah, this is fucking horrendously unsafe. Like, I don't uh, even yeah. think today they would do that. I mean, 2009 isn't even like a faraway wild west of OSHA violations. Like, yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, like. Why couldn't you just fake that you did that? Yeah. Like, or use like loose rope or something. Like, like that way she could let her arms down in between groups of people. Yeah, take a break. But like she can't because yeah. otherwise the movie doesn't work. <laughs> work otherwise. Um. Yeah, and uh, we get that the radios have completely, the walkie-talkies have completely stopped working. Yeah, they completely shut out. They get some stuff here and there, but otherwise it's completely fucking gone. And they got the the cameras as they're the the stuff. They look out and like, oh, here's all the people. There's a big line. It's like, this is great. Everything's working fantastic. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Hell House. <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey! Fucking got them! Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they start letting people in. We see the first batch of people go in because they are following it. And uh, one of them is, like, hiding in a wall, right? Like, Yeah, I think in, so. And that's where, like, Sarah kind of uh, – Sarah runs up and, like, something's Well, Max, Max in the wall observing groups as they go through. I think he's in the bar area. Not in the bar. He's yeah. in, like, the dining room? Yeah, he's in one of the, the areas. It's, yeah. like – it's but kind he's... of a smart – way yeah, of doing it exactly so they, they, just main like keep keep eyes on the crowd as they're going through you know and but uh sarah runs up to him she's like i saw paul and he freaked me the fuck out and yeah something is has definitely gone wrong and now we see that 
we're starting to piece together the events. Yeah, things are uh, starting because there's also it puts in another YouTube video that we haven't seen before, been referenced to, that was also recorded and uploaded, and this is of a different perspective from the base that gets down into the basement actually. Yeah, and we see Joey just fucking bail. And this is something that I, I really, I don't know. This is one of those undercoat bits for me. I don't understand fully what happened here because they're already like something is going extremely wrong but all we get a sense of at this point is just joey gets up and then he runs like he just gets the fuck out of there but we there's a hooded figure in the background with like a white mask or something but that's like that's all we have and so and melissa is also saying that this isn't part of the show this isn't part of the show joey let me out of here a yeah. very great job. Oh my god, that might be the scariest part of the movie for me because that <laughs> she's amazing. I applaud that actress. I don't know her name offhand, but she did an amazing, amazing job. Like, oh my god, I, I, and I did read the like more of this because it was like yeah, there's a bit asked. more that got cut out. Yeah, and to me, I like the idea that we don't know what the fuck happened in that basement. Mm-hmm. No, I do too. We... The mystery is good. I just don't fully. Like, by the time we, like, peer in, I don't understand the setup of events too well. Like, because Joey just gets up and leaves. That's the thing that, like, there's nothing, like, it's not like the mannequins are looking at him, I don't think. No, I think it's, I think, like, my best guess is, I think it's, like, some sort of ritual that just starts killing some of the guests. Like See, uh, I, I don't know, I like because I think that those hooded figures show up and they're the ones who start killing the guests because they. Get, that's what the, I mean. The that's hooded the, guy the... shows up and he slits Sarah's or Melissa's throat. I know that. Yeah, and I think it's part of the ritual uh, or whatever, and that's because you know you got Melissa as part of it, and then the Hell House crew. So there's still nine other people that had to die, and yeah. presumably they died in that basement. Exactly. But we don't get a ton of information. We don't even know if, like... Because there are, like I said, there's other actors in the in the thing, because one of them's the person who tries grabbing somebody at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's some of the other actors that we just didn't hear about. I don't know. But I do like the... I like the ambiguity, but at that part, I just was like, I don't know why... Because it's not like Joey's standing up... And he's like, the guy's coming towards him, and then Joey freaks out. He's just sitting there, then he gets up and runs well, away. My thought is is that there's something that, like like I said, there's something that happens or like something comes up from the, the walls, mm-hmm. basically. And that yeah, because somebody mentions the walls. They mentioned yeah, the 911 call. Yeah. And I think it's just something, and it started ki- like actually killing people, and Joey just bails. Yeah. So he sees That's, something off in the distance and then starts bailing. Well, you see something happen to one of the people. Ah. Like, it, it starts out normal, and before that first group can leave, it starts killing them. Gotcha. And then he just fucking bails. Yeah, and he's a, and as le- I said, he's a clown that uh, gets out of there and leaves Blessed to her poor fate. Yep. Um. And yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's something demons... Yeah, I think, like, I think it is something like having to do with hell itself or something like that. Because I know, like... I think it's in the director's cut, or I'm not sure, but I think somebody somewhere said that what happens to Melissa is that they slit her throat, and then her body gets, there's like an explosion of dirt, and her body gets dragged to hell. Yeah. So, I do think there's like something hellish, like a satanic cult did something to the place, and now it's just a focal point for pure evil. And like Abaddon is, uh, I believe, the gatekeeper of hell, or something. Yeah, or it's the god of destruction, I think, the demon of destruction, he's something in the, he's in there. 
Like, yeah, it's one a, of them. There's there's a whole yeah there there is demonology and there's stuff to it. I just don't. There's a whole fan that. club. They meet on Sunday. Yeah. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it um, but they get like as they try to escape because they're funneling more people out and we're cutting into the actual YouTube video that happened in the beginning. Yeah, along with the one in the basement, and I think what's happening is some people are trying to get to the exit. They can't get out for some reason, so they're going back, like you said, the way people just have came. And that's where we're starting to see things finally, you know, where the pieces fall, where they may. Yeah, so, like, Sarah runs upstairs. Yes, and that was, like, I was, like, oh, okay. Because I thought that was just one of the, like, people yeah. who got out of the basement. That's what I thought. Nope. So, that's what I mean. I love that kind of storytelling where you get those little elements at the beginning you don't know for sure. And then you see how everything, however, how, the, how the circuit actually completes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, he gets, she gets out and that's where we see that like Alex has just hung himself yeah. or is being hanged. Something like that. Yeah. Well, cause Mac, and, what is it? Mac and Mac does Mac something. Mac gets trapped. Right? Well, he goes up to the attic with Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets a- fucking got somehow. Ambushed by the. Hooded figures. Yeah. They look like cultists. Yeah. But we don't and know what, what they are. I li- I do like that kind of. They're just very nebulous, like, you know. Yeah, it has, like, a very um, SCP Foundation feel. Like, we're watching, like, a real event of an SCP Foundation That's a good way to put it, yeah. Um, But I I like that, I like the, again, because of budget, but also that kind of, that, there's an elegant nature to just, like, they're just black-hooded figures. Like, there's something really, and you don't know anything about them, but they are going to hurt you somehow, and they all just kind of swarm in and that's when alex drops his i think it's his head camera and we see fucking out Al- or mac drop the head camera and alex's toes fucking dangling above it mm-hmm. and uh sarah's still um alive as far as we know as far as we and, know. she got and, she ran out and she made it to a better place yeah she ran out and she's like yep man, uh, i was able to make it out just scot free and everything's fine. Yeah. Or what happened to Tony? Did we see... Like, he got trapped too, right? Um, well, because... Okay, so this is what happened. That's right. So Max going through, and some people get do get trapped down in the basement some more because he tries to open it. And I think Tony's yeah. one of those... Because Tony runs down to see what's going on in the basement. He gets trapped down there. And some people are getting... It looks like maybe mannequins or other figures have approached them. Because I think yeah. the one... The blonde lady at, who was the gate at the at the front door, she's down there. Because I thought I saw her, like, you know. Yeah, I thought she would have made it out. No, I think. she obviously doesn't, because all of this, they don't interview all of the staff, any of the staff. Yeah, all of the staff are dead. That's why I think she ran back to see what was going on. She got into the basement, and then, like, all the doors close, and it can't open. Because Mac tries to get some people out, like we saw him before with the first YouTube video. That, yeah. he, that door closes, and he can't open it again. So he tells another group of people there's another exit to get yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Sarah, we go back to the interview, and Sarah's just like, yeah, this is a lot. I need a break. Yeah, I need to I need to lie down here. I'm yep. going to be staying at this hotel room 2C. As for my name, Sarah Hobble, uh, don't wear it out. You know what you should do? You should uh, fucking break into, break into the Abaddon Hotel. Check it out for yourself. It's a fucking wild ride. You'll get a lot of good pictures. Which is another one where it's just like, I don't know why the fuck they would believe her. Like, that exactly. seems so out of character from yeah, how she was. Yeah, just suddenly, you know, like. Well, and the other thing was, is I was like, man, it would have been 
much more interesting if we would have heard Sarah talk more in an interview because we really don't. We mm-hmm. just see the footage. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's good as it is, but it's just kind of interesting that we have this supposed interview. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're uh, like, okay, well, they go to the hotel, and she's like, oh, well, we want to see her. She's in two C. Like, we don't have anybody by that name. Well, it's like we no no nobody named Two C stays at this hotel. Do you have yeah. anybody named Sarah? Is that, was that the rap name? <laughs> it's like is that is that their vitamin intake? Two um, <laughs> like, C? Oh, uh, no. that's a hit. Ah, no, we don't have any. We don't have any letters in our rooms. And Two C is a nod to the number twenty three, which of course has a lot of connotations in occult circles. Yeah. And a Jim Carrey movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's also always, the number of flavors in Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it's a big conspiracy. Twenty-three rules the world. I actually don't li- don't mind the number twenty-three movie. I thought it was all right. Yeah, I just kept coming up with weird coincidences. Mm-hmm. Michael yeah. Jordan's number twenty-three. Yeah. I'm not saying it's related, but it's not exactly. That's how conspiracies work. Definitely. So Sarah, or Diane, and her I think his name, her camera guy's name is Jonathan. They fucking are like, oh, well, they talk it over. The group talks it over, and fucking Diana and John are like, all right, we're going to go fucking check out the the Hell House. Mitchell, you stay here. Keep reviewing the footage. And so fucking Diana and Jonathan go break into the uh, Abaddon Hotel, and they're, they're looking through, and we're seeing all the stuff as we saw it, before, you know, as we've seen it throughout. You know, it's left in the same well, state it was that night. And the blood, they're like mm-hmm. all the blood because they moved the bodies, but they didn't like clear out all the Halloween haunted house bullshit. No, nope, they just there. left it as is because they, you know, they knew place of pure evil. Just put fucking yellow tape around it and tell people to leave it alone. Put up a sign. Yeah, and the, the camera guy's just like, "Can we just get the fuck out of here?" Please, this is and, creeping me out. And Diana's like, and, "Don't be a fucking, don't be a puss. We get, we got this." Yeah. yeah, she literally calls him a pussy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And is this where we get our our, our big? Uh, rev- yeah, we do because yeah, <laughs> yeah, we get the the because Mitchell the rest tries of to call. Footage. Yeah, yeah, Mitchell tries to call because he sees something that has freaked him the fuck out, and we find out what it is. It's that. Uh, and how is this footage? Who gets this footage? That I don't know. I think Sarah does because she has the. Well, no, because we see it from another. Yeah, who the fuck recorded this one? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That just that just dawned on me. Who who recorded this footage? Because I know. So anyway, fuck it. So fucking Sarah runs into Paul, and Paul. Uh, Hi, I'm Paul. Yeah, I'm Paul, and this is Tween Y'all, and he bashes her fucking head in with the. I think it's the camera, right? He hit, Yeah, he hits her with the camera. Yeah, and then her she's left bloodied and dying on the ground, and he's just standing there. He sets the camera down. Her her face is left like in front of the camera, and we hear like footsteps and this demonic evil growl like this i love this bit it was just this inhuman monstrous mm-hmm. noise and she's react she you know she's coughing blood but she doesn't really react that much and then it just drags her away really quickly and then paul pick what does paul pick up he picks something a piece up. of broken glass that's it, it was oh like, was it the mary magdalene it, glass from the beginning that he yeah ah, i think it was little details i love that and yeah he he cuts his throat and he's the guy that the cops saw at the beginning when he nailed it in. yep because you can hear them trying to break in Mm-hmm. Yep. So they just missed the demon carrying Sarah away by a, a minute. Well, and I think that's intentional. Oh yeah. Um. Of so course. I think that the house is kind of like playing it smart. Um. To where it's like the house was doing enough stuff to fuck with them, 
but it wanted it didn't want them to leave because it wanted to maximize the body count yeah like i think that that's and then subsequently it didn't do anything to fuck with the cops because then they'd knock over the house yeah <laughs> and it destroy like they'd just be like fuck this place prepare we're gonna destroy mm. it so that's what i think is is it that it's a like it's an intelligent evil entity well or at the very least like demons inhabited it and they are very much aware of what they're doing and how to how to go about it so. yeah i i think it has some yeah i think it's something to do with like cultists mm. and uh, yeah they like i said it's probably cultists had a cult there andrew tully ran it they accidentally woke up so, well accidentally or fucking not ex unaccidentally uh you know made contact with uh evil abominations in the great far beyond and uh that house became a focal point between the two worlds by which demons could enter and cause a bunch of mayhem, murder, and mischief. A hell house. Uh, yeah, a hell yeah, house. Or a hell mouth. Yep. Yeah. They, need, like uh, they need a slayer to show up. Mm-hmm. The band will draw a huge crowd. And, uh, yeah, I. that's what I think. There's sequels that I don't think we're ever going to watch. Probably not, no. I, I, I don't know. Like, as all sequels do, they kind of, they don't, the first, I, this and we haven't gotten to the end yet, of course, but the sequels are just not, I don't need more, this is good as is, you know? The only more stuff I need is just the director's cut, because I just want to see what is there. Yeah. And, yeah, I think there's a lot of, like, who cares? Yeah. Like, it, like you're I'm honestly... The, you're ruining the, the thing of it. It's like, we don't need a fucking sequel to It Follows. Leave it as is. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not important. You're going to ruin like, it. You're really going to yeah. ruin it. <laughs> I don't like, care if you've even thought this out beforehand. You're going to ruin it. Which is the difference. We were talking about this in, as we call them, our production called beforehand, where in my purview, like, you can have something like John Wick, for example, which in the first movie you get little hints about this entire secret world of assassins and killers and crime bosses and so on and so forth. And the sequels flesh that out. That is very cool and one very interesting way to learn more about it. With horror stuff, I feel like if you try to like show more of it and explain it, in a lot of instances, especially when it comes to supernatural things, you're gonna kill the you're gonna kill the charm of it, kill the suspense, kill what makes yeah, it magical. You need enough to get some rules, but yeah. like it's kind of like you know Freddy Krueger. He has rules. Mm -hmm. He's he's a, he goes into your dreams. If he kills you in your dream, you die in real life. Yeah, you can drag him back out. Do we need any explanation as to why Freddy Krueger became Freddy Krueger? No, no, doesn't no. matter. Who like, cares? It's it's you're gonna that just takes the like I said it takes the magic out of it. it takes that you know a little bit of the unknown goes a long way and especially for horror I think is almost fundamental. Well, yeah, well, we need that sense of unknown mm -hmm. because it doesn't matter. And the fact that you don't know, your mind makes things scarier. Exactly. What your your brain is going to come up with things far scarier than what the the filmmakers or the author is going to be able to present to you. And that's the that's the cool thing about it. That's the great thing. Like they, you do most of the work. You know, that's the easy yeah. fucking ride for the the creator of the piece. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like explanations and all that. It just kind of takes away mm. you know there's not that there's not a place for it but like, well, like that's in what, horror like, why like i said yeah like with something like john wick it really works like that that makes those movies even more like richer but if you're working in a horror field like that that strangeness that darkness on the other side of the 
you know, like the the monsters in the dark. You don't you shed a light on them. That's when you start to understand them, and that's when you can like you're taking the fear out of it because once you understand the thing, you can beat the thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we got so yeah, back we, to the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back actually to the beginning of the movie with yeah. the lady walking into the into the house and and doing the tour. And at one point, as they go through the kitchen. This is one I noticed. Mm-hmm. I swear when they panned back, there was a person there that wasn't there initially in I think flannel. So. Yeah. And I thought it was Alex. Well, they do that another time where I think, and they don't go back to this one, but there's, it's when Tony's operating the camera. He, like, holds the camera in a way that he looks into another room, and in a hallway, there's another one of the mannequins that is, like, I, th- I thought Tony was looking directly at it, and he just didn't react, so that was supposed to be there. But I thought that looked really out of place and fucking creepy and wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, it's so. just something that happens a lot. But yeah, yeah I it thought adds that, great like, rewatch rewatchability to it. Oh yeah, as a lot of that, like that's the great way to beat tension is to just place things and not and let you pick and pick up on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I thought it was I thought it was Alex, uh, the dude. In, I thought there was a dude in flannel and it was Alex in the kitchen. Uh, um, I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, they they go up and like, oh, we oh they're upstairs. Look, it's two C. Well, that's weird. Sarah's. And then they open the door and they see Sarah sitting on the bed. And instead of doing what any fucking normal rational person would do, which is flee, flee quickly. I don't care. I'm I'm getting out of that place. Yeah, I would have left Diane. I would have been like, here's your camera. Have fun. Yep. Bye. Yeah, I hope you like your documentary. I'm giving up on all of this and going back to where there's abundance of people and lights. I'm going to be a barista. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they go to Sarah and she's um, like, Sarah, honey, are you okay? Why are you what? And then Sarah turns her head and she looks like she did when the demon dragged her away. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the hooded figures appear again and then they swarm and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. We get like a, like a little post or not a post thing, but like, yeah, with the picture and a little blurb. Yep. Yeah. And that's the movie. That's the movie. It's really that's good. Long. I I really rec- I highly recommend this. This is fucking yeah. great. Yeah, I I would as well. My my quibbles with it are minor, mostly yeah, like, just like I wish that some of the stuff looked shittier to make it to sell the illusion better. Right. Yeah, and my stuff is just like like I said, just stuff that feels a little like undercooked with the whole because, like, the whole, uh, like, we were kind of discussing with the ambiguity with the house itself. I kind of, like, if you're going to do it for the screenwriter, for, uh, fucking blanking on the guy's name who wrote this, Stephen Cognetti. Cognetti, yeah. Uh, you know, have an internal logic for yourself on what all that is. But, because sometimes it feels just a little spotty, you know. But otherwise, it's fucking phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed this. Yep, I was watching it, and as I was watching it, I was like, Dayton's going to like this one. Oh, yeah. Yep, this does it, all the stuff that I like. It's Yeah, well, it's not particularly gory. It's just all tension mm-hmm. and creepy vibes. Yeah. Well, and it's also those little, like like I said, those little details that add to that rewatchability where you can, oh, that's there, oh, that's there, and you can even piece together more of the puzzle to see the whole of it. That's, that's stories I like that kind of thing, especially even with the whole mystery in the basement that we don't know, I still like understanding the timeline of events and how, you know, these things, how these things, you know, the how and the why these, not the how and the why, but the, the order of yeah. events in which these things happened. 
you know, it's really interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this is uh, it's great. Fucking go out and watch it. It's free on multiple platforms, not just YouTube. And um, yeah, this was a uh, fucking Frederick, Friedrich. Yeah, Fred. Yeah, Frederick. Fritz. The Mental Knight. Fritz the Mental Knight. <laughs> you you got good taste in horror movies. I enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, and if you would like to uh, hear our takes on other movies, uh, you can donate to our, uh, the Extra Life page. Um, $30 or more will get you uh, a movie for us to talk about. It's for a good cause for Omaha Children's Hospital. Yep. So we'd really appreciate you doing that. But yeah, this is uh, yeah, this is a big special for October. We've got a lot of things going on. I don't know when we're releasing this. No, but... this is uh, when you're when you're listening to this is when we have decided at a future date when to release it. But it's in October sometime, so it is appropriate. Yep. All right. But until then, I'm Devin. I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Peace.